But my brother brought up uh, how much he had always liked the, the score to Inspector Gadget. And that, you know, I had waves of nostalgia come over me. I go to YouTube. I look at some Inspector Gadget related uh, videos on YouTube. Porn. And I scroll down to the comments section. And one comment on you on one of the Inspector Gadget related videos catches my eye. And it simply says, what if Penny met a dinosaur? <laughs> <laughs> And there was, in all, like, small letters, there was something sort of plaintive about it that caught my eye. Like, I found this particularly beguiling. Someone Is there anybody listening to me here? <laughs> what if, what if, I'm so, what if Penny met a dinosaur? My message in a bottle. <laughs> a question that will never be answered by Canonical Inspector Gadget. Certainly not by Deke, the animation yeah. studio that did Inspector Gadget. So I posted about this actually on Facebook. <laughs> and... and <laughs> I posted about the "What if Penny met a dinosaur" uh, comment on Facebook, and this 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 uh, a firestorm of Inspector Gadget commentary erupts. But uh, my friend Kelly says, you know, like that she thinks that if you plugged the phrase "What if Penny met a dinosaur" into uh, the internet, then you would reach the end of the internet. And I and so I actually Google this. You know, I Google "What if Penny met a dinosaur." Good job. Really <laughs> absorbs you. Yeah. <laughs> you get full satisfaction from it. And I find, uh, I find. Well, there's a, a point when a job becomes a career, Elliot. <laughs> it's called the terminus S, if you will. So, uh, following this this train, you know, it's like all the presidents, man. I'm following the money, but I'm following. You're what following if, the you're following the penny. Yeah, I'm following yeah, the, the money penny. train. So <laughs> I click on another link that Google coughs up for Nixon. me, and it is uh, it appears to be some sort of bondage inflected uh, illustration of an older penny. Um, you know, I, uh, what, what's the, what's the rule? Uh, if it exists, there's pornography relating to it. Uh, it's like a rule 34. Yeah, I think Socrates I think came the, up with that. No, this is like, this is like an internet meme. Oh. Like if it exists, there's pornography. Like, so, but there's a bondage themed photo and I scroll down like wondering like why. A photo or a. <laughs> yeah, not photo. Sorry. <laughs> it's an illustration. It's a, it's a cartoon that so someone. So strong style, like Ashcan school or what? You know, sure. I don't know. It's an older penny tied up. <laughs> great tone, great But scale. I scroll down to Color? the comments section of this. <laughs> because, of course, this has comments and as well. And in the comments, someone says, <laughs> what if Penny met a dinosaur? <laughs> so what you thought was a kind of adorable, plaintive cry no. turns out was a request for bondage-themed Possibly. bestiality Possibly. penny porn. <laughs> so I go, I go back to the Google search. I click on the next one down. Same site. Uh, a less disturbing picture illustration of penny oh, but i scroll goodness. down she's doing better i scroll down and uh again what if penny met a dinosaur <laughs> so now i'm intrigued by this guy i click on this guy's you're bordering dangerously close to an obsession that will lead you into a web of deceit <laughs> and seduction it's gonna lead me to fear.com yeah. no, I, no I like the seduction angle <laughs> so i click on this guy's username and I find like this. Uh, I, I, Love right. games, <laughs> starring Dan. I, I click on this guy's username and I get this message that says, "This user has been permanently banned from this site." Wow. <laughs> For I assume asking too much about Penny and this fucking dinosaur. Yeah. You asked the wrong questions. <laughs> you made thing. some powerful enemies on the Penny bondage site. He followed the money trail. Yeah. <laughs> so guys, I, I to me, I guess what you're saying is don't go chasing waterfalls. <laughs> What I loved about this whole experience, though, was, like, peeling back the layers of the onion. 
There was always something. There's always something new to discover. <laughs> so, yes. so are you plugging being a fucking kid detective? Like yeah, what? And let's look at what you discovered. You discovered that there's an Inspector Gadget themed bondage porn site, and that someone has irritated the moderator of this site. <laughs> fucking congratulations, dude! You cracked it. Yeah, regular, super sleuth McCoy over here. Regular Encyclopedia Brown. <laughs> you, Billy you get Quiz the fu- boy. You get the fucking key to the city. <laughs> Key to the internet. Oh, it's too bad your dad, the police chief, can't tell anyone about his genius detective son. <laughs> oh, man. Uh, you guys just don't understand the beauty of what I've discovered. Because you know when you start turning over rocks, you're going to find some uh, find some snails. Yep, that's for sure. It was a fitting story for this bad movie podcast. <laughs> But guys, seriously, I guess what I'm asking Oscars. is, I guess ultimately though, what I'm asking is, what if Penny met a dinosaur? <laughs> because that commenter was me. Bum bum bum. Uh, yeah, I don't know what would happen. <laughs> what if Penny? I don't know. She'd I mean, probably get eaten by the dinosaur. It depends on the kind of dinosaur. Yeah, well, Brontosaurus probably wouldn't eat her. Yeah, yeah, it would eat uh, veg- vegetables. Yeah, <laughs> yeah, vegetables. Unless like, unless she and fucking Brain were dressed up as like a tree or something. Yeah. Which who knows? One of Inspector Gadget's employees might have gotten made that happen. Yeah. Brain always had to hide in costumes because yeah. the Inspector- sight of a, sight of a dog would uh, would destroy him. <laughs> and then Inspector Gadget would say, "It's a mad agent," and then 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 wacky hijinks would ensue, mm-hmm. guys. Yep. Remember? And Don Adams would deposit the check yep. <laughs> in his bank account. And then go on to do some Wendy's commercials. Yeah, I see. <laughs> anyway, so that's my story. Whew, well, it's not really your story. <laughs> that was like it's, it's part of like humanity's well, grander it's be my story, story. When I write a screenplay about it, <laughs> that was like an H.P. Lovecraft story where someone's reading through like journal entries left behind. Except instead of a monster, it was the dumbest question ever asked. <laughs> Guys, uh, what what if Penny met a dinosaur? Has been sweeping the nation. <laughs> Yeah, Rebecca Black has nothing on what if Penny met a dinosaur. So uh, these last two uh, are about messages. What if Penny met a dinosaur? Yeah, the first one says, written by Dan to Dan. (laughs) (laughs) The first one is from Brendan, last name withheld, and he says, So I googled what if Penny met a dinosaur, and the guy who made the comment on YouTube had just made the comment, Would you touch April's boobs? You, you, the letter you. On a video of April O'Neil from Teenage Mutant Ninja Turtles. I, I felt you should be updated. <laughs> so they're carrying on the tradition, the investigative tradition that I started. Good, I do want yeah. to point out that the person who wrote the letter's name was Brendan or Bren Dan. Oh. See? You got you to gotta find the clues. Put the pieces of the puzzle together. <laughs> so intricate. <laughs> worlds and worlds. It's like the Westing game. <laughs> Okay, well, this 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 is a similar. Would you touch April's boobs? <laughs> Would you what a ridiculous comment! <laughs> well, that's why he put it on the internet for the entire world to see. Unless it's what he was saying. He was watching this clip from Ninja Turtles, and he's going, "Would you just touch April's boobs already? <laughs> Come on, Raphael. I don't even know why he's coming. Because I mean, come on, other reporter that works at the station. <laughs> Obviously, come April Krang as an animated character. <laughs> Bebop, come on! <laughs> You're leaving money on the table here. You can see she wants it. <laughs> Rock said he'd be so upset. <laughs> Continue. No, I'm just, as an animated character, you know, like obviously you can't. So, like in that context, it doesn't work. But he's saying is if 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 she was real, yeah, unless would it's you like touch Cool World or April's something. Boobs, and it, if if you were in Cool World, then why wouldn't you? Yeah, you that's would. A, no, that's you would. Is the no, answer. So he's not. So he's not wondering why Baxter Stockman is not groping <laughs> April. I don't know. 
Maybe that was directed at us through the medium of YouTube <laughs> comments. Maybe he knew that we would that we that we, we brought to our attention by Brendan that. last name with help. Yeah. Uh, that's good stuff. <sighs> so this this last thing came in. <laughs> I want to know. I want to meet that guy. So or not meet him, but I want to know who he is. So bad. <laughs> well, this this is another piece of the puzzle. This last thing oh. comes in from at unsupervised on Twitter. Uh, he sent a message, a direct message to us, or uh, he sent an at message at the Flophouse Pod. Uh, is that our Twitter presence? Yeah, that's our Twitter presence. And Unsupervised says, this goes even deeper than just Penny. And he sent a uh, Google search he had done uh, <laughs> with the words Metadinosaur and this gentleman's username. Mm-hmm. And so this gentleman also wants to know what would happen if these various characters, Metadinosaur, <laughs> Kermit, Bob <laughs> from Sesame Street, Zach Wheezy from Dragon Tales, I don't know what that is, Ernie and Bert... Arthur the Aardvark, Grover, Super Grover. <laughs> it's Grover and Super I hate to bring it. The news to everybody. What? Grover and Super Grover are the same Grover. It's just in. Spoiler Same alert. monster. Big Bird, Telly, Abby Cadabby, Buddy the Dinosaur. That's sort of Wait, conceptual. Yeah. He's already a dinosaur. I don't know. I assume he met a dinosaur when he was born. Or you know? he met himself. Elmo. And then lastly, Roy G. Biv, the mnemonic to remember the hues <laughs> and the visible spectrum. <laughs> So, so every so I guess the internet is a buzz over what would happen if these characters met dinosaurs. <laughs> yeah. What a weird thing for this for the, to become the secondary reason for this podcast to exist: <laughs> bad movies and investigating this guy. Yeah, who loves to find out if. So, I, also, if you're if you're uh, confused by this whole conversation, go back and listen to the Oscar episode, the uh, the flop. Which you probably skipped because we weren't talking about a movie. Yeah. But uh, Dan told a, but it's a riveting cano- tale. It's a canonical episode, so we're now going to be sure. referring back Essential. to it. Oh, yeah. So it'll be in the Flophouse Essentials album. <laughs> yeah. Dan's, I think your story will be anthologized probably at some point. Yeah. It's probably a story core is going <laughs> to put that. <laughs> we got to record this for future generations. Yeah. He's a house cat. You ruin every contest. <laughs> I'm the contest ruiner. Yep. Yeah. That was my uh, Batman villain character. Really? Yeah. He it's, just keeps like... He just ruined contests, which is not technically a crime. <laughs> <laughs> just Bruce Wayne is like a real like contest aficionado. He like, just loves them. <laughs> he loves contests. <laughs> well, Batman, it looks like you've won this scratcher. <laughs> but I'm going to scratch everything off. Oh, contest ruiner. Like Bruce Wayne sitting in the movies and the screen scramble is up and the contest runner just yells out the answer. <laughs> it's I, Indiana Jones. I didn't even get a chance to read it yet. <laughs> Oops, guess I ruined your contest. <laughs> oh, and I'm going to ruin the movie too. The bureau gets adjusted. <laughs> Spoiler oh. alert. That's my sidekick. <laughs> Who's just me because I can't afford a real sidekick? You're so lucky that you have your own ward. Man, I wish. I wish I could feed myself. Oh, the movie's been going for ten minutes. I don't know what's happening because he keeps talking. I told you, the bureau gets adjusted. That's me ruining your day. Yeah, the contest ruiner is branching out and just just, just ruining movies. Oh, if only, I hope he doesn't irritating. team up with seven pounds. That'd be new contest. <laughs> Those of you who are artists, why don't you draw us a few panels of Batman versus the contest ruiner? See, now that's a good that's contest. A good contest. Considering unsolicited, we have people sending in pictures of Penny from Inspector Gadget fighting a dinosaur. Yeah. 
Well, now you got something else to kill kill your day with. As you're listening to this podcast, hating the job you're in, doodling on some graph paper, why don't you doodle something with purpose? I'm and speaking specifically about one of you who works with graph paper. <laughs> and the prize is the feeling of accomplishment you get after having drawn the contest ruiner. Mm-hmm. Yep. Yep. Like the first 25 minutes of this movie were pretty fun. It moves really fast and there's a lot of battling, but it gets very slow and very boring and kind of generic. But the thing that bugs me about this movie is it's a movie that's saying, you know how in the Middle Ages they accused a lot of women of being witches and then burned them? They were right. Mm -hmm. There were a shitload of witches. They caused the plague, and if we didn't have the witches, the plague wouldn't have happened. Everything's demons and witches. It's like, I I can't buy into that. I'm sorry. Uh, justifying genocide through a sci-fi movie, I think, is probably the best way. <laughs> yeah, it's it just seems very strange for them to take the side of the witch killers. Mm-hmm. Well, uh, I guess some of us don't love witches like you do, Elliot. Uh, Wait, what? Uh, you're, <laughs> Wait, are you casting me as the bad yep, guy? You're the husband of the devil, and uh, you—that's my wife. You're talking about <laughs> Devilina. <laughs> I thought Elvira was the female version of the devil. Well, she's the mistress of the dark, but mm-hmm. she's kind of goofy to be the female version of the devil. Oh, okay. Yeah. She's more interested in, uh, you know, cleavage-related uh, pursuits. <laughs> yes. <laughs> what do you Interest <laughs> cleavage. <laughs> yes, uh, the new issue of Cleavage Aficionado is in. So Vira again, that's weird. Okay. <laughs> it's, she's on the cover of every issue, either her or Morgana the Kissing Bandit. <laughs> and once Miss Piggy. <laughs> He's a house cat. It it feels like when Paltrow, the actress, being like, "This is the scene." Yeah, this know? is what's going to win me that Oscar. I'm gonna either you know, that or one of the scenes where I me yell. Me the sick child. That's what's yeah. going to put me over the edge. The one where she yells about her her dead baby bird or whatever. Yeah. Okay. Or wait, did that not happen? I don't. They kind of gloss over. They what probably happens cut to that the out. Bird. That was in the, the 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 alternate ending that we didn't get to see. The original ending. They walk in on her. This is my assumption. Because okay. I read, a picture. I read that the DVD has the original ending, but we don't know what it is. We didn't watch the DVD. We, we watched it on off of TiVo. Uh, so here's what I imagine: they okay. walk into her room. There's pills on the table. They can't wake her up. Uh oh! They're going, Kelly, Kelly, wake up! Oh, what did you do, Kelly, Kelly? And they're, oh God, she's dead. She pops up. Gotcha. I'm okay, but my bird is dead. Cut to the funeral, <laughs> tiny casket. Bird funeral, the sure. Paul Barrel bearers are all other Paul birds. Paul Bear, the uh, sidekick uh, of the Undertaker. Yes. That's, okay. Yeah, that's Paul, weird. That's, he's he's performing WWE, the service. Uh, country music. I get it. Yeah, they put a tiny shoebox into the dirt. They put, but there's a huge monument above it. Oh, of course. Like many, many times life size. Yeah. And for some reason, the bird has a book tuck, tucked under its wing, <laughs> and in the other wing, it holds a star. Okay, so it's like a songbird. And she says. For you, Birdie Bird, because she's already forgotten Loretta Lynn is the name of the bird. Okay. <laughs> For you, Birdie Bird, I will continue to be. And she turns to the camera, close up, look at the camera, country strong. Mm-hmm. Title comes up. You hear a gunshot for some reason, but no one's hurt. <laughs> Just like an exciting, like, pew, pew. Fireworks go you off. same, sure. Then we cut to obligatory rap scene. Okay. She tells the story of the movie in rap, <laughs> in rap form. Uh, and with like a fish eye lens. And- exactly. All the animated ghost of the dead bird. Flits around her shoulders. Well, the ghost of the dead bird is like her hype man. It's like, yeah. uh-huh, yeah, nodding yeah, its Like head. mugs from uh, Cypress Hill, sure. <laughs> yeah, sure, exactly. <laughs> okay. Yeah, that's, and that's the end of the movie. Okay, and then, and then as said, the credits roll, it cuts to Gwyneth Paltrow, and it says, 
two years later, <laughs> and she's finally finishing the screenplay for Country Strong, fingers covered in ink or whatever. Yeah. And she goes, perfect. From her computer, yeah. She goes, yeah. perfect, and then says, Country, Country Strong will return in Country Strong 2, Country Stronger. Oh, perfect. The original ending. I don't, know why, I don't know why they changed it. it. For this downer. Yeah. Oh, Sean Connery. Highland 2, The Quickening. <laughs> <laughs> he just advertises other movies yeah. in the middle of. He was in that <laughs> in the middle. Of, I mean, yeah. Welcome to Entrapment. If you want to see about- another movie with me, <laughs> why not go watch League of Extraordinary Gentlemen? <laughs> if you want to see me in a flop, see me in a real flop. Um, so. Zardoz. <laughs> Gonna run around in a diaper for the whole movie. <laughs> I got a mustache and a red diaper and a gun. What more do you need? And boots that go up to my knees. It's a floating stone head in that film, for, for God's sake. For God's sakes, what more do you need to see it? There's a whole sequence where I just sit there in a cave with my wife and we turn into skeletons. <laughs> what do I have to tell you to get you to see this movie? <laughs> I would love it if that was the trailer for Zardoz. <laughs> just him describing it. He's like, there is some, there's some crazy shit in this film. We wear masks and rape people. <laughs> it turns out it's the Wizard of Oz in the end. If I described it, you, you, you can't even believe it. You have to see it. There's all sorts of psychic shit with these women. I don't even know what was going on. But I'm in like a cocoon or something. You gotta see this. It's amazing. <laughs> When does it come out? Look it up. Oh, it is. This will blow your mind. <laughs> Who's the Zardoz now, dog? So uh, wait, he's doing he's a trailer sorry. for a movie he made a long time ago. <laughs> yeah. Oh no, this is for the re-release of Zardoz. Okay. Yeah. <laughs> if you haven't seen it, you owe it to yourself. Yeah, for Zardoz 3D. <laughs> Zardoz 3D. You'll think that the giant stone head is just flying out of the screen at you. It's amazing. <laughs> He's a house cat. This would be a good story if it was like a five or six page EC Comics like story hosted by the Crypt Keeper or the Old Witch or someone like that. And the, but it's He's just trying to set up a Crypt Keeper impression. <laughs> <laughs> you got me. Oh boy, the Scream House. Anyway, okay. but uh, the yeah, there's just like not there's nothing there, and it's a waste of talent. I just think about it. If like the Crypt Creek Keeper like missed the obvious pun, looks like it's a real s- dream horse. <laughs> like, there's Crypty, no horse Crypty, in there. Hold on. What do you what do you say? There's no horse in there. That's not scary at all. <laughs> um, I'm sorry. I've I've been very tired. There's been problems at home. <laughs> really giving us a real look into the Crypt Keeper's private life. <laughs> I would, but I would say, look at the crypt keepers' privates. <laughs> Dan, how what? old are you? <laughs> like, what? so I'm sorry. Dan just suddenly turned into a seven year old. Sorry, I said privates. I said private life, and Dan, and Dan, in his mind, this went to privates. <laughs> I am appalled. No, but think about it, Elliot. What would the crypt keepers' privates? They've like? rotted away. There's nothing <laughs> there. It's just a pelvic bone. There's not, yeah, there's yeah, there's not even there's not even a bone there. I mean, there's... that's the kind of soft tissue that really goes away almost instantly. Yeah. What if it was perfectly preserved, <laughs> like one of those bully sticks you feed your dog? <laughs> 
<laughs> but what if? Like a, like a mummy. But, but what if it was perfectly? Like, <laughs> <laughs> what, what situation are you hoping that ar- comes out of that? It's like this is like some sort of speculative like fiction. Like, well, like, we dealt with what if what I'm Patty if Patty met a dinosaur. So. You need to take that idea and run with it. That's what you guys do as writers. Yeah, right? I'm still dealing with what happens if Penny or Tom Petty meets a dinosaur. <laughs> Don't just name it cowboys and aliens. <laughs> Don't just name two things that are in the movie. Yeah. It seems very... No, that's the way most serious movies are named. Oh, okay. Schindler's List, two things. There's a guy, he's got a list. Saving Private Ryan, Private Ryan. I mean, that's what they're... Okay, <laughs> and great, si- right, and great savings. <laughs> <laughs> name it. Lots of great va- There's a great value in that movie. <laughs> you I mean, you get present- tons of berry pepper. It's, it's a Memorial Day so sale. Wait, you're getting savings <laughs> on Private Ryan? Yes, and in addition, savings on other merchandise in the department. <laughs> so Private Ryan is sort of like a, a lost leader. It gets you in the door. Well, you're saving and on products that are equal or lesser value than Private Ryan. Mm. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm, mm-hmm. <laughs> Stu, you worked in retail. You, you couldn't get <laughs> anything about this. Well, so wait, could I get a Colonel Ryan or would Colonel Ryan be Colonel worth Ryan more? I mean, he'd be more, right? greater value, so no. For this, for this sales offer, it would not work okay. for this event. But uh, the private Ryanathon is going on throughout the month of June. Hilarious. See anything you like on the sa- on, on the shelves? Don't stop. Keep it up. Feel free to come this in. Ask me. Here's my card. Come in like anytime. Sales, okay. We've got a lot of great privates on here. Ryan and you get otherwise. Do commission out of this or? Uh, technically, or, yes, okay. I do work on commission, so I'd appreciate if you. I, I would love to make a sale. But again, this is about getting you and the right private Ryan in the room together. That's fine. I'm just not buying the extended warranty on one of these private Ryans. Are you? Because it is a great machine. Yes, you won't experience a lot of problems but safety Stewart is, is how never to get you. This is and i mean expensive. his manager makes him ask that he, i know he, he makes him the upsell the Look, upsell yeah. bothers oh me. i'm the computer's showing me that that's already been included i'm so <laughs> sorry i i can talk to my manager but usually he's not so crazy about special offers mm-hmm. uh this is my ass on the line i know but i'm willing to do it for you so Uh-oh. saving private ryan was dan, the dan, 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 dan the manager's looking at you now i don't know oh god uh, i think he's coming over uh, so uh, I heard you, <laughs> the man of two voices. <laughs> yes. You don't want uh, you don't want this warranties. It's called we... a Wellington setup. <laughs> He's a house cat. I'd like to think of Christian Slater now, like hunched over the computer, like, all right, what do we do with this? Okay, Act Three problems. He, Let's fix it. I, I guarantee you that he did not look at the script <laughs> until day of do you think he knew he was in a movie or was it like bowfinger yeah he, he he knew very well what he was doing because he pulled me aside and said al this is it let me tell you what we're doing here this is a cash grab <laughs> gold cg all right we're gonna do this and pretend it never happened <laughs> grizzled veteran christian slayer as if this was a crime you were committing somewhere <laughs> sure no, and really did. I saw him look at his sides at some point and uh, go, <laughs> all right, let's do it. <laughs> like, uh, I love go. that attitude. Yeah, yeah. All right, this is what you guys want to do. Let's go for it. <laughs> I am 100% more forgiving of like the last 10 years in Christian Slater's career now that I've heard this story. At some point, I think I was also looking at my sides and like uh, it was going to make sure my line splitting from all the hilarity. Do my lines, and he looked at me like, "Just what? Don't worry about that." <laughs> and we were really, this isn't really one of those knowing your lines kind of. Movies. No, I really. It is an improvised movie. Hey, it's Dan here. I'm bringing you this uh, best of compilation 
of uh, the last one went up to episode 75. This covers 76 through 125. I'm bringing it to you now because it's Max Fun Drive. We are in full donation drive swing at MaximumFun.org. And the Flophouse comes out, as you know, uh, just twice a month which means that if we had left it uh, to our normal devices, there would have been only one Max Fun episode. And we wanted to give you more than that, not just uh, out of the kindness of our heart, because it would give us uh, one more chance to ask you for donations. Uh, Please don't skip ahead on your machines. Uh, We will do a much longer and more thorough and more informative donation uh, pitch to you uh, with our regular episode, which also happens to be our 200th episode. And we have some very special stuff planned for that. But I just wanted to give a short pitch to you now. Um, it's something that we do with our time. It's something that you find worthwhile. It's something that as we grow older, maybe it's harder to find the time to do. And I'm not saying that in a threatening way. It sounds like I'm extorting you. But if it's an endeavor that you have enjoyed and has brought you entertainment over the years, uh, maybe you want to think of supporting it financially. Um, I know that there are reasons that I won't go into, uh, personal reasons that all three of us could use a little extra money this year. And certainly getting money from the Flophouse, as much as we love to do it, uh, makes it easier for us to find the time month in, month out to put this show out there for you. Think to yourself, hey, what place do podcasts have in my life? What value do I give them? Because I know that for me, I listen to podcasts on my way to work, on my way back from work, more often than not when I'm walking around, when I'm doing uh, my chores, when I'm doing errands. I find that these days podcasts are not supplementary entertainment for me. They are one of the first lines of entertainment. I get as much entertainment on podcasts as I do uh, having television. And I pay for television. I pay for cable. I pay for Netflix. I pay for Hulu. Maybe I should pay for fewer of those things. But if you're the sort of person who values entertainment by paying for a streaming service, consider this. Consider that uh, Maximum Fun is a streaming service that has brought you hours and hours of entertainment. And if you donate, uh, there are all kinds of great gifts that are available for you. Um, I will go over the gifts in detail again on our longer pitch on our regular show. But among those gifts, foremost among them, is access to hundreds of hours of Maximum Fun bonus material. And if you want to hear the Flophouse's take on Entourage, the movie, uh, that will only be available, that live show recording will only be available to listeners as a bonus episode if you are a donor. And there are a lot of other great gifts that uh, come at all levels of donations. So I'm going to sign off for now because no one likes hearing too much from me when those other two jokers aren't around to interrupt me. But uh, go to MaximumFun forward slash donate uh, and put your money where your ears are when it comes to the podcast that you love. And thank you for listening. He's a house cat. Actually, you know what? I'd rather be in a in a aughts Cinemax series where uh, 
it's one of those ones where it's a repackaged movie with scenes from 90s Cinemax shows. Right. So it's a lot of people just sitting around going, I knew this couple once, and they told me the craziest story. And then it just cuts to a sex scene. I wanted to do it. <laughs> and then when it cuts back, the other people go, wow, that story was hot. <laughs> It's like, like you say that I wanted I I have for a long time wanted to do a stand up bit about that very same thing. Like what is going on there? Like, what story are they telling? Were they were they there watching that? No, they always say they told me about, or they usually say. And, and like, what are they describing when they're like, yeah, that's oh, what the I two wonder. of them had sex. Okay, first oh, he was, was on he was on top, but then she was. He was behind her, and then she was on top. And <laughs> For a then- brief time, they were doing reverse cowgirl, but all throughout it, one of them had their hands in front of their genitals, <laughs> so you couldn't actually see anything. It feels like it was curiously edited down for some reason. <laughs> and where the penis seems like it should be going into the vagina, it seemed like it was actually going into more of like, I don't know, the belly button region? And there was an irritating rock and roll song that I've never heard anywhere else and never will hear anywhere again. <laughs> that is a hot story. <laughs> Why are we talking about sex stories again? I don't remember. Well, time to have sex, I guess. Credits. <laughs> right now, there are listeners across America saying the Flophouse has descended into madness. They they're, are right. They're, they're talking about the merest sure. gibberish. This, this surely does not make any sense. It, but uh, well, I think we need to we talk ex- about the plot. Well, first, the first thing to know is. is your assumption that the Oogie Loves were a thing that existed and they made a movie Lee out of Brick. it was wrong. <laughs> this is a movie made by some of the people involved with the American Americanized version of the Teletubbies. Mm-hmm. And I assume from putting that show out, they, they realized the lesson that kids will watch any shit as yeah. long as it's brightly colored and has made up words in it. So let's – hey, let's go through the movie and introduce everybody to The Oogie Loves mm-hmm. because nobody saw this film. <laughs> so I'm watching this movie. This is be the movie. most concise uh, description of this plot that exists, right? Well, I'll see if I can stretch it out. Okay, so The Oogie Loves, they introduce us by the beginning by just talking to the audience. Okay. They are three horrific costumed characters <laughs> named Gooby, Zuzi, and Toofy. Imagine now, the Garbage Pail Kids crossed with Barney. Yeah, I think that's a good way to think about it. Uh, <laughs> now, they each have their particular uh, – Personality. Mm-hmm. Gooby is into science. Mm-hmm. He has glasses. He keeps talking about the, how things are science-tastic. Science-tastic. <laughs> Zuzi can speak any language, but her catchphrase is sparklicious, I think. Yeah. And she's – it's feminine, right? And she's a girl. Yeah. It's, that's it's a girl. It's Young girls like. <laughs> and they're uh, sparklicious. Yeah. And, uh, there, and then there's – There's gratitude that are sparklicious. And then there's Toofy, the awesome party the guy. The steward of the group. Yeah. <laughs> Very much the steward the of the steward group. The steward. And his thing is that his pants fall down all the time. So also <laughs> the steward of the group. And he likes to have fun all the time. He, he comes out and says, I'm Toofy, and I like to have fun any way I can, which is <laughs> – or something like that, which is creepy. <laughs> no holds barred. <laughs> You're in Toofy's world now. Uh, uh, There's no safe word here. <laughs> are they in a band? Yes. <laughs> they are in a band. And they're the Oogie Loves. They never quite explain what an Oogie Love is, yeah, but the they are them. At the beginning of the movie, they explain so much about the Oogie Loves except for what Oogie Loves <laughs> is and why. He's a house cat. All right. Well, let's close out the mailbag with this last email. Closing up the mailbag. Oh Sip it tight. You Don't let those letters out. Letters want to jump and scream and shout. But zip up the mailbag. Oh, Keep Jesus them in. Christ. Suffocate them. Makes it easier to bury them. <laughs> mailbag <laughs> murder. Murder those letters in the mailbag. <laughs> the mailbag murders. <laughs> Starring Carrie Elwes. Sounds like a case for jazz. <laughs> So this. So he always as the male. 
as the male jazz is on the case. <laughs> Final email is titled. After he bought that magical saxophone off that gypsy. <laughs> His final email that we may not have time for anymore is titled, Why I'm Never Listening to Stuart Again. Yeah, we probably don't have time for this. <laughs> no, I think we need to uh, hear find out this is a ding-dong related. It's, uh, it's from Ryan, last name withheld. He writes, I was recently visiting my parents and decided to peruse through the on-demand section of their cable provider. I stumbled upon one section with a completely nondescript title I've already forgotten. It contained a possibly endless list of films. I was in the low 1,000s by the time I hit movies beginning with the letter H. (laughs) And as far as I could tell, it was a compendium of seen-by-nobody B-movies from the 80s and 90s, with an odd sprinkling of significantly more well-received films, such as Capote and Field of Dreams. What caught my eye, though, was a certain film called Head of the Family Unrated Edition. I don't think I've ever had the displeasure of sitting through such a horrendous plotting disaster that left me more confused than terrified. (laughs) I don't know what is different in the unrated version, but I suspect it has something to do with the endless deluge of Jacqueline Lavelle nude scenes. I dread the day when I am startled by the sudden appearance of Invisible Maniac or Castle Freak in my life. Regards, Ryan. This is, I think, the first complaint we've had off of a recommendation. Well, um... Stuart, your rebuttal? uh, Well, I guess I've earned that. (laughs) (laughs) I have to say, if someone's complaining about endless Jacqueline Lavelle nude scenes, I don't know what's wrong. Yeah, then there's there's nothing we can do to help you. You you want something else that we can offer. Uh, Head of the Family is a totally stupid movie. (laughs) (laughs) So you're saying it's not totally scarifying. (laughs) Or snorifying. (laughs) (laughs) Unless you're totally spookified by a giant uh, melon-headed telepathic, I guess, enemy. Uh, Like MODOK. Yeah, he's basically a MODOK. He's basically a cut-rate MODOK. Head of the family is for someone who enjoys the idea that there's a giant head... (laughs) Of the family. The head of the family. <laughs> and if you mess with the head, you're dead. I mean, the fucking box right tells on the poster. <laughs> what it says on the poster. Yeah. Yeah, mess with the head and you're dead. And Jacqueline Lavelle takes her clothes off. Now, come I, on, guys. I know, I know if you guys. This movie has it all. <laughs> when, you're, when you're visiting your parents, you sometimes want to be taken to a different world. <laughs> In this case, you want to be taken to a world where there's a head. So <laughs> and if you mess with family. said head, what happens to you? <laughs> You'll end up being dead. I don't know what, what you're asking for. Yeah, he's a house cat. When, when our listeners are considering one of our recommendations to watch, okay, if you want to feel smarter, more enriched by the experience, you go with maybe an Elliot recommendation. Yeah, come on, a life Put of a on your fucking mm-hmm. black and white movie watching glasses and watch one Elliot. <laughs> just glasses if you need them. When you're on a plane, you watch one of fucking Dan's. <laughs> and when you're probably pretty drunk and you're annoyed that you're staying with your parents and you're in the basement, you watch one of Stewart's. Yeah. I think it's pretty fucking clear. I think that is clear. I think you made a great point. Fucking bake up some pizza rolls. (laughs) (laughs) Squirt some gogurt on your pizza rolls. (laughs) Your face. Yeah. Have a snack. (laughs) (laughs) It's like a one man party. (laughs) And you see an invisible head rip his ding dong off. (laughs) Yeah. Fair enough. (laughs) That leads us to movie recommendations. And tonight I'm going to recommend. Head of the invisible, <laughs> f- head of the invisible freak. <laughs> okay. Whoa!
So, this evening we watched a little movie called Stolen. Stolen. Starring Nicholas Cage. Nicholas, we, we haven't seen a Nicholas Cage movie in a while, so we're excited about like this one. Like three months without a cage. <laughs> so, Should we explain why we're mispronouncing Nicholas Cage? Well, I think listeners to the past episode are familiar with this story. That we, was we pre-EW. So, so we should, yeah. Or Pew. We should, we should P-E-W. Look. Post EW. And if somebody is picking this podcast up for the first time, we don't actually want them to get the joke, right? Exactly. No, yeah, yeah. It's all about forcing people out and making them not enjoy it by feeling they're not cool enough to get these inside jokes. So buckle on your headphones, folks. <laughs> We're going to talk about this movie. It's, it's going to be a bumpy here. Uh, so we, we should explain that. This movie stolen. We saw the trailer last year, mm-hmm. and it looked fantastic. And for, it's a Nicolas Cage film uh, that, for some reason, in the trailer, the voiceover guy, who has a perfectly normal voice, uh, announces the name of the star as Nicolas Cage. <laughs> he, like, he throws an extra syllable in there. He's a house cat. What about the segment where we but, create a resolution to become better people for the next episode, and then the next episode we report on it? How we that's done? been cut. Oh, boy. So we're just jerks again, huh? Yeah. Woo! You're off the chain. Elliot off the chain. Starfucker. Elliot Unchained. Coming this May. Starfucker. Rated R. (laughs) Rated NC-17. They brought back the X rating for it. Oh, wow. And it's on TV? It's on ABC Family, yeah. Oh, okay. It's very strange, but, you know, they they put up the money. I think it's weird. Did they say ABC Family because they want the whole family to be there, or? Uh, Because it's it's actually the original name of the channel was ABC Head of the Family. Oh, whoa. (laughs) I'm listening. <laughs> I was actually talking about this today, how I'm disturbed that, like, if you put any actress's name <laughs> into Google, immediately feet will pop up behind it, yeah. which is apparently, like, foot fetishism is much larger than I expected, because that is the number one you know result. What's, you know it's even larger than foot fetishism? What? Bigfoot fetishism. <laughs> what? Bigger feet, bigger fetish. <laughs> Look at the size of those footprints. <laughs> so for some guys, that's like an enormous boob print. Yeah. <laughs> anyway, there's a guy somewhere masturbating to the idea of uh, Bigfoot and some Manola Blonde. He's just masturbating to Harry and the Hendersons. Yeah. There's a guy who has cut out pictures of shoes from a magazine and he watches He's Harry and the Hendersons and holds it up to the TV screen. Yeah. Oh, yeah. yeah. That's the stuff. Uh, oh, yeah. Old man of the forest. <laughs> Those pumps look pretty good. You got the biggest feet. The biggest feet. <laughs> He's a house cat. $35 million, Elliot. Most of that went to hats, uh, fake gold, <laughs> Nicholas Cage. <laughs> I assume most of that money went straight to Nicholas Cage's castle broker. <laughs> and the IRS. Nicholas anyway. Cage, the original castle freak. <laughs> <laughs> hey, guys, I'm How many of these done? How many of these are we done if you save that fucking gold? I can't believe yeah, you. Yeah, you found a new way to talk about Nicholas Cage and a new way to talk about castle freak. We're episode, what, 708? <laughs> yeah. We've you been doing thought, this for 100 years. You would have thought we would. <laughs> we have we, giant Zardoz beards. There's, ne- there's, there's never been a time we haven't been doing this podcast. Oh, we're like, it's like The Shining. <laughs> there's a picture from the 20s of us doing this podcast. <laughs> it was a radio show. We all have big mustaches. <laughs> Every time we walk out, we see another version of us walking in. Oh, yeah, it's like Looper. <laughs> oh, we got a whole primer situation going on here. Roll <laughs> 
this is a, mo- a TV movie CBS would make so they could try to spin it off into a show if uh, it got a big – like the way they did with Kojak. I don't know if that was yeah. CBS, but the way Kojak was done. So like – and Columbo was the same way I think. So like – And Battlestar Galactica. Uh, <laughs> mystery show. Yeah. Your classic mystery show, Battlestar Turns Galactica. Turns out the Cylons did <laughs> There's, there's a bunch of regular people, like high society types, and a Cylon in the room, and Detective Galactica. Detective B. Galactica. I think I know who did it. Wait, 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 wait. One, wait, wait, more, wait. one more question. One thing I'm just going to understand. One more question, Mr. Cylon. So you're a killing machine robot. Oh, yes, I am. A, a case closed. <laughs> you say you're a human being. Now, uh, why, do you, why are your eyes one red light that goes back and forth. Oh, I have a condition. Oh, mm-hmm. That makes sense. That makes a lot of sense. Oh, just one more question. If you're a regular poison, why do you have big metal claws for hands? And why I are- enjoy more than that. So I think we should go on to final judgments. Jump out the window, but a cop leaps out of an ambush and tackles him. Yeah. How did you know the Cylon was the one who did it? Let's just say I had a hunch. <laughs> oh, he's also a hunchback. So that pun, so it's always a pun at the end of the episode. Let's say I had a hunch. Looks at Ellie Lee looks at the camera and says, Okay, he's closed. <laughs> it's called Battlestar Galactica, Hunchback Detective, stars the late Peter Falk, and a Cylon, and it's always a Cylon who did it. <laughs> and he talks like the guy from the stolen trailer. <laughs> MaximumFun.org Comedy and culture. Artist owned. Listener supported.